Live from Los Angeles, welcome to the Dr. Aaron Show. We're all about manifestation, transformation, and breakthroughs. It's time to claim your birthright of prosperity, vitality, and love. So grab your tea or coffee because together we're awakening the world. May you live your truth. What an incredible year. We've had COVID, lockdown, fires, floods, political crisis, financial systems completely changing. Are we in the apocalypse? Is this doomsday? Is it the end of times? Well, today we're going to talk all about prophecy, revelations, and divination. Welcome to the Dr. Aaron Podcast. We come together each day to know the truth, live on spiritual principle, and align with universal laws. We truly believe that when somebody awakens, they have a gift and message to bring to the world, and together we're awakening the world. So let's break this on down. I have to admit, I was a little bit nervous to do this podcast because all year long, All year long, I have practiced not having a particular viewpoint and for a very specific reason. So I'm just here to say, as um, you know, I am not a psychic. In fact, I believe we're all psychics, but I don't believe in using psychic abilities. And I'm going to break that on down. I am not um, a traditional minister. I'm a new thought movement minister. I'm a metaphysical, uh, Christ mystical aspect, understanding that we are the Christ consciousness and everything else within us. So today I'm going to break on down my viewpoint. I'm going to finally like, just give you all I got, my heart, my soul, and everything when it comes to this year, what's going on from a prophetic aspect, from revelation, from divination. So 2020, whoa, what a year. Expect the unexpected. We've had COVID. We've had lockdown. We've had fires, floods, political crisis, financial systems, you name it. And it has us all wondering, what is going to happen? It's like we're watching this great movie on the on the edge of our seats, going, wow, what's going to happen next, right? This life is so fascinating. Has a lot of the religious people talking about the apocalypse, about the end of times, and you know it, the second coming of Christ. Has a lot of the kundalini and yoga people talking about the age of Aquarius. Has a lot of talk about the new age. And of course, Today, when you're listening to this podcast, it is 12-21-2020, which is the great conjunction. So let's talk about this, you guys. I'm calling forth all the astrologers, all the preachers, all of the naysayers, all the above. I'm going to give you a perspective from a new thought movement perspective, from a metaphysical perspective, from a mystical perspective. So... First, I just want to say that you deserve to have your own viewpoint, that as a metaphysician, we know that it is all begins in mind, that we live in a mental universe, and that as you believe, it is done unto you, as Jesus said. And so we recognize whatever your viewpoint is right now, whether it be about COVID, whether it be about wearing masks or not wearing masks or the lockdown or the vaccines or any of the things going on. I just want to first say that you get to have your own viewpoint. And by having your own viewpoint, you instantaneously create the experience of whatever it is that you want to perceive. Okay? But I'm going to give you my viewpoint. Okay? So let's do this. First of all, this podcast is coming out at 11 11 
on 12-21-2020, which is a great conjunction. So this is a big deal because a great conjunction is Jupiter and Saturn, the two biggest planets in our solar system meet, which is called the great conjunction. It's also on the exact day today, which when you're listening to this is the winter solstice. It is conjunct less than one-tenth of a degree. And no, I'm not astrologer, but yes, as a new thought minister, as a doctor of divinity, I absolutely understand we are the stars. We are the planets. So of course, we're going to be the effect of, of everything that we've created in this whole thing. We are truly that source that has created the entire universe. So the biblical star of Bethlehem, 800 years ago, um, this people are relating this to that. However, from what I have researched, it is not the same, in that that was when Ju- Jupiter and Venus uh, merged, and this is not Jupiter and Venus. So yes, this has supposedly not happened for a long time, but no, it is not the, the uh, biblical star of Bethlehem. Okay, so but we do know that it is a big conjunction and that winter solstice right here, the darkest night of the year, is also all of it is saying one thing. It's saying one thing and one thing only from a metaphysical standpoint. That if we are truly the I am, that if we are here to develop our consciousness in the 3D realm, everything, how do you even know that there's time other than if there's landmarks? Or if there are things like the day and night. So everything is cyclical. Everything is here for our development. We are in the master class called life. So the winter solstice represents the darkness. Going within, going down into the dark and coming back up. Being reborn into the new year, into the new phase, into being reborn, into all of that, okay? So from a metaphysical standpoint and from a mystical Christian, I'm all, I don't identify as one of the religions. I identify with all of the religion. I identify also with all the sciences and all the philosophy because that is part of new thought, ancient wisdom. All wisdom, all knowledge is within, and we are not an identity outside of ourselves. We are the identity, the one. We are all that, okay? So let's break this one down. Are we in an apocalypse? So most people believe and view and think that an apocalypse like, is, is basically some world war, global disaster, pandemic. They're like, this is the apocalypse. From a metaphysical standpoint, apocalypse is, well, if you break down the word itself, the etymology is to reveal. It is to uncover and reveal, a.k.a. revelation. So an apocalypse is, is this an apocalypse? Is there one apocalypse? Is it, it, is an, it is the story that unfolds in all life, in the hero's journey, in, in Christ, in all of us. There is an apocalypse and there is a revelation. There is an actual revelation. So I'm coming from the viewpoint of being able to find the common denomination within all of this. I truly believe if religion divides, then it's being used for, for evil, if you will. There's no such thing as evil, like some entity that's separate. We believe that it is the misuse of energy. So anything can be misused and become evil if it is inverted and goes out of bounds. That is the definition. Okay. So any religion can either be evil or it can be heavenly, depending on how it's used. Same with science. If science divides and it doesn't be, and we're not using it to find out how we thrive and using it to help people, 
then it would be considered evil as well. If it's not being used and developed to be able to help us, the Dalai Lama talks to us a lot about this, about how, you know, when science and religion merge, that has to be the goal. It has to be the goal. Okay. Same with technology. Technology can use to help us all, all communicate better, get things automated. It can also hurt us if it is being, if we're letting it use us, if you will. Okay. So for most of the apocalypse definition, it's one of the Jewish or Christian writings, 200 BC to AD 150, marked by um, symbolic imagery and expectations of an imminent cosmic cataclysm in which God destroys the ruling powers of evil and raises the righteous to life in a messianic kingdom. So yes, of course, it's happening. How can it not happen? Right now we're witnessing that the evil is being destroyed because truth only prevails. And this is an axiom of life. It is a spiritual law. And so what we're witnessing right now is you know, financial system, government systems, um, different, different companies that are not using their powers for good. And we will see them crumble. Some now, some later, for eternity, right? We'll always have this relative universe. And I think it's really funny that people think that we're going to just have light or just have dark. Maybe thousands of years down the line. But the point is, in our lifetime, we're in a relative universe, you guys. It's not going to change. We're going to get more and more. So what we believe in New Thought Movement is that there's one source, and it is the I am. It is source. It is divine. It is God. And that we can use it. We use it to create heaven and harmony and have us all thrive. Or we can invert it, and we can use it for harm, chaos, discord, hell on earth. We don't believe in an afterlife of hell. We believe right here, right now is heaven or hell on earth. So all of these, you know, metaphors, and obviously you could debate if the Bible is, is, you know, real stories or if they're metaphors. And if you're a scientist, you can argue for it, or you can argue against it and you can find proof both ways. So it is really interesting when you think about it that the universe has to agree with us. It has to find our viewpoint and it has to align with that for ourselves, okay? I know that's added spectrum for you scientists out there, but I would open up your mind to new possibility, okay? You have to also recognize that the Bible has 800 different texts and isn't even in its original language. And then only a very small portion was actually stated by Jesus, per se. So what is real and what is not real? We also recognize that science, for everything that they are you know, proving, they're always disproving almost as much, if not more. So let's break this on down even further. We have COVID. We have lockdown. We have financial systems changing. We have political people. Over the course of the last few years, we've had major floods, tsunamis, uh, fires, you name it, all kinds of really intense things going on. And I know that for a lot of people, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of fear right now. And then for a small percentage of people that are truly know the truth, it has been an incredible development. It's been, it's been for me personally, 
I remember when the lockdown began and I just remember taking three deep breaths and going to source and just thinking, let's do this. Meaning that this is what we prepare for. This is what we prepare for when we are doing our spiritual practice and no longer handing our power out to the world. So to be a woman of faith, it means that I don't identify with the world. I don't identify with my body. I don't identify with the ups and downs. Otherwise, I'm going to be an emotional roller coaster. A woman of faith or man of faith is somebody who knows they're not even a woman or man. A woman of faith is somebody who knows that I am that I am, that I am untouchable, and I'm here to serve and to express and to experience the depths of my soul and form, to clear my track, my DNA, and become the most enlightened and the most expressed that I can be and work for the highest good. Okay, so let's talk about what this is when it comes to, uh, you know, 1221, the Great Conjunction, the New Age, the Age of Aquarius, the Mark of the Beast, the End of Times, the Second Coming of Christ. This is true prophecy, revelations, and divination. The truth is that there is no such thing as time. So I am going to say that I'm sure there's some profound psychics out there, but we teach in New Thought Movement that anything is subjective. We do not agree with that in that, just like, of course, we understand that there are different energies that come with the planets, but each astrologer will have a different perspective, and that's what's subjective, okay? So yes, we want you to get educated in understanding energies and and feeling into what's going on for you. But you've got to make the distinction between what's actually happening out there versus what's real fear. What, What really is going on, right? What do you have control over versus what is out there? And we recognize that you are not just the individual. That is a lie. You are the individual, you are the collective, and you are the cosmic. So there's no way that you can't feel the fear, right? I mean, even as mastery as you are in the mind, you still can feel it empathically through everyone. You can still feel the conjunction of, of different planets, you know, aligning with each other. It's impossible not to. But what you do with it is completely your choice. And that's what we're teaching. We're teaching freedom of choice. And in that, as Thomas Troward said, there is infinite equations in how you use the elements. The airplane could never fly. You could never just have metal fly up in the, in the air. But once you combine it with an engine, you can fly an airplane across the world. Okay? So, yes, we have coronavirus that possibly is morphine, and we've known this that most likely would happen anyway. Yes, we have all these things, but we have to also understand that this is not, we can't point the finger at one thing. And yes, I'm sure there may be some evil and there may be some people to point the finger at. But what I know for sure is there are laws of this universe. And that the reality is that if we are not using our our energy for good, it is whether it be come from a source of some evil, you know, politician or some leader or, you know, this race or that race or anything. What is the truth is that it is part of the, the imploding upon ourselves as a species. I'm going to say that again. It is law that if we don't use our energy for good, we will implode and take ourselves out of the game. Okay. We've seen this over and over and over with, you know, the fall of the Roman empire and all these different things have happened over and over again. 
we're just, it's the point is that we're not using our, our energy for good. We're not using it to create harmony. We are creating a lot of chaos on this planet. And it is just a matter of time, whether it be through a virus or through a bomb or through whatever it is, that there is a natural imploding upon itself. So we, yes, we need to figure out where's order and, and put some rules in, but we also have to know that it comes down to each of us individually. Okay. So prophecy, let's break this on down. Is this the end of the times? Is this the mark of the beast? And for somebody who's not a traditional Christian, the mark of the beast uh, is, is, a, is something that they talk about in the Bible, that there is a mark that happens on the right hand and in the forehead, okay? And the mark of the beast from a metaphysical standpoint is the mark from the external world. That if you identify with the external world, you will truly be marked by the external world. And I'm trying to find this quote right here of, of it. The mark of the beast. So Revelation 13, 16, 17. And he causes all, the small and the great and the rich and the poor and the free men and the slaves to be given a mark on their right hand and on their forehead. And it provides that no one will be able to buy or sell except the one who has the mark, either the name of the beast or the number of his name, right? So is this happening? I mean, absolutely. You guys look at it. We've got digital stuff going on and it would make sense. Is it good or bad to have the mark, to have a number on who you are and not be able to buy or sell? Like, I want I I go into meditation, I go into prayer of this, okay? So I think about the first principle of heaven is order, okay? And order can be good if it's used to bring order, to bring harmony, to help and provide, right? So it seems really natural when I think about the um the leaders of the world, you know, they say that there's seven big families that run the world and and all this stuff. And the reality is that whether they are evil or whether they're good, right? There's also angels that are looking over this. There are also deities. There's also a bunch of stuff, right? So again, it is looking from the perspective of knowing that life is working for us and not against us. It has to be. So if you are a leader, I mean, truly, I want you to pray and meditate on this. If you are a leader and you're trying to, you know, manage 7.7 billion people on this planet, right? How would you do it? I just ask you that because I know that each and everyone wants to point their finger at somebody. And this is my, my, my invitation for you. Whenever there is a lot of chaos going on in the world, as a, as a new thought minister and understanding the power of the mind, our practice is to not be spiritually by bypassing and not be ignorant, but at the same time, not be, not give our power over to things that we can't, that we don't have power over. For example, I am not a politician and I do not plan on going into politics. And I, will I vote or not? That's an individual choice, okay? But yes. The point is, is that I could go vote and do my one vote. Am I going to sit all day and watch news 
and try and figure out all the politics and do it all when my energy is not best spent there. My energy is best spent doing something that is for the highest good. Hence, developing soulpreneurs, developing spiritual coaches, developing spiritual practitioners, new thought ministers, and doctors of divinity. So my invitation for you is, what is the one thing that you can do, that you can take action around, that is going to be the difference and change in the world? Instead of just sitting around, consuming a bunch of news that you can't actually do anything about it. Think about that. So the mark of the beast, I believe and prophecy that absolutely we are going to have a number. In fact, we most likely already do that. We have a number for our name. And yes, we are, we are, you know, considered, um, you know, a product, if you will, or a, a asset or a liability, depending on which way the government wants to look at us or whoever's in charge, right? That we absolutely already are marked. We are marked. Of course, we have a birth certificate, right? Our, this, this is nothing new, you guys. We've been talking about this for a long time. Will we have a chip in us or not? I mean, obviously, that absolutely is already happening. Will we will we fight against it? Will we not fight against it? Will it work? Will it not work? You know what? The choice is yours. The choice is yours. <laughs> the choice is yours. So you have to understand that when you take a look at the mark on your forehead and your right hand, what does that represent? That, that represents what are you focusing on and what are you doing? So if you're focusing your attention on the external world, you are already marked, my love. You are already marked, and you are already the effect, and you are already living in a semi-hell already. So my advice for you is whether you, you know, truly get marked and whether that is real or not, that you begin to become somebody that has such an incredible relationship with divine, with your true self, with your higher self, that no matter if you choose to create, you know, the stopping of that, or if you choose to be okay with that, or you choose whatever that is, that you need to decide. You can't stop. You cannot wait for somebody to do it for you. You are the one you've been waiting for. So it goes on to say in the Mark of the Beast, John, the one God, chose to write down the book of Revelation and saw a vision of the future. Here is what he wrote concerning the beast. Then I stood on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea having seven heads and and ten horns, and on his horn ten crowns, and on his head a blasphemous name. Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard. His feet were like the feet of bear, and his mouth was like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him power, his throne, and great authority. Revelation 13.1. To understand what of who, who is this beast in the book of Revelation? We need to begin with Daniel where we find a, an imagery of four animals representing four great historical empires. These were a lion, which was Babylon, a bear, Persia, a leopard, Greece, and the fourth Rome. And it is this fourth beast described as Daniel, by Daniel, and recorded by John, that with the ten horns, he receives a deadly wound before rising again, before the end of this age. So the empire is the beast, right? So if we take a look at 
the empires, that any time there is, we give our power over to an empire, the power that be, we are marked. But this is the truth. You have the power. There, not one person is given more power than another person. Not one person is given more than 24 hours than another person. You have the power. The book of Revelation explains that the dragon gives the beast its power and authority. The dragon is Satan the devil, they say, okay? We don't believe in Satan the devil as a separate entity. We believe in the misuse of energy. We should note that human leader is a, it's an empire, okay? The beast is that part of identifying as, as the external world, that if you give your power to the external world, you are already marked. It is already marked, okay? So what are you focusing on and what are you doing? What are you focusing on? Are you focusing on out there in the world of your situations, of the circumstances, or are you focusing on possibility, innovation, and calling upon all potential? You are pure potential. You have the same energy in you that has created the entire universe. You are the force. You are the source. This is the truth, right? So prophecy is that you get to choose what you want to create, okay? So we have to know also that in this, going back up here, so we've got the great conjunction. Okay, so what does this represent? This represents the rebirth, really and truly. And you are the, the one that, that is being reborn. This is the second coming of Christ. You know, the second coming of Christ is you realizing that you are Christ. Jesus is separate from the Christ. Jesus was a man, whether you believe in him or not, doesn't matter because we refer to all religions and all science and all philosophy. Jesus was a man that was not the exception. He was not the ex exception. He was a great example. You are the Christ. The second coming of Christ is you realizing that you are the Christ, the I am. Consciousness. Consciousness has created this entire universe to be one with the knowing, to be one with the knowing. How do you get to be one with the knowing? It is through meditation. It's through merging with spirit, your true self, with divine, with God. You merge and you expand your consciousness. That is the point of a daily spiritual practice. Prophecy is all about universal law. You can actually predict everything that's going to happen through universal law. Right When something gets too out of control and it's creating chaos, then it will implode upon itself. That's universal law. You can watch it with individuals. You can watch it with the politics. You can watch it with financial systems. If it gets too out of control and it causes harm too much, it will implode. Okay? So we know. We, we can predict. I can predict it a million miles away. Okay? You can see it with people and, and companies. They start creating too much insanity. They get lawsuits, right? They get taken down. They, they, they're not orderly. They're not doing what's right, ethically, morally, everything. And they get taken down. The Me Too movement, the, every, uh, the, all the people you've watched over and over and over and over and over again over the last three years, okay? It is law. It is prophecy. Universal law. If you learn universal law, you can see it coming a mile away. And you don't have to judge anyone because you understand the law will take care of it for you.
Isn't that the point of being cast out of the Garden of Eden? How we got cast out of the Garden of Eden is by judgment. The moment you judge, it means that you're putting a positive or negative meaning on anything, and you're instantaneously feeling heaven or hell. Okay? You're cast out of the Garden of Eden by judgment. So when you understand universal law, you never have to judge anyone ever again a day in your life because you understand the law will take care of itself. People have, they are the law. It lives and breathes in every cell of their body. And you will know exactly what's going to happen with every single person. You see it over and over again. You see people that abuse, you know, uh, people, uh, drugs, uh, food, situations. And what, what happens? They become addicts, which means they have to surrender. They feel powerless because they handed it over to that substance over and over again. And they have to clear up their life and clear up their ethics and clear up their everything to restore their power. So it it's law. You don't have to do anything about it. Somebody steals from you. It's like, okay, great. The universe will handle that. And guess what? As, as long as I release it, then it'll come back to me 10 times anyway. Has to. It's the law. How cool is that? You never have to judge the politics. You never have to do anything. You just focus on what you want to focus, you want to create. That's, that is, that's how you manifest. That's how you become untouchable. I'm going to say that again, okay? Imagine that you no longer looked at the, unless you're going into politics, okay? You no longer looked at the politics other than you vote and do what you can do, but you focus on what it is that you are creating. Maybe you're creating a conscious business. Maybe you're helping heal people from their traumas. Maybe you're helping, you know, get clean water to the world. I have no idea what it is. Whatever it is that you feel is what you can do for the highest good. You focus on that and you don't focus on the fear. Because then it's energizing it, then you're judging it, then it is actually going to come back at you tenfold. Okay? I love some of my astrology friends. They're brilliant. They're great. I know they've studied for years and years. But when I turn them on, all they do is focus on the negative. Not all of them, some of them. And I'm like, wow, this is great. They totally understand astrology. But what they don't understand is what they're energizing. My energy is too precious for me. I have not an ounce of energy to give to anything other than what I've chosen and I'm committed to creating. Do you get that? I do not have a moment to focus on anything other than what I am committed to creating. Period. That's it. So revelations. Apocalypse means to reveal. It means the revelation. How do you reveal? How do you have a revelation? There's only one way to have a revelation. There's only one way. And it is to expand your consciousness, expand your mind. You can do that multiple different ways, many, many different ways. But how do you expand your mind? The primary way of expanding your mind is to go within, whether it be through breath work or meditation or prayer or many different modalities, to go within to merge from the divine self, to merge and merge in the yoga of the mind, to become one with the infinite mind, the truth of who you are, which is the intelligence of, of the entire universe. 
You are pure wisdom. That is the truth. And your job to have revelation is to get out of the way, to do your core inner work, to deal and heal your traumas, and basically be able to read your DNA all the way. Epigenetics talks about this, where basically the more trauma, the more charge you have in your DNA, it condenses and kind of like coils it up. You can't read it. You have the you have the Da Vinci code in you. You have every code you could ever imagine lives and breathes as you. You're looking for the answers. People are looking for a sign. They're looking for a sign. Honey, your sign is in you. You need to stop looking out there for the sign. All the signs, all the wisdom, everything is inside. It's time to wake up. It's time for a new age. And yes, it is time for the end of times, which means we no longer have to have Everything out there, the day, the night, everything for us to know that we are eternal, immortal spiritual beings. So what did Jesus teach? Because I'm going into this. Uh, you know, yes, as a New Thought minister, we had to study the Bible and we studied a lot of, uh, you know, sacred texts. So divination. Okay. Jesus taught many things, one of which was. He basically said, teach truth, create disciples, and help the afflicted. Okay? That's pretty much what he said. Which was, go to the world and preach gospel. So in the Bible it says, and he said to them, go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. In the New King James Bible. Okay? So what he meant from a metaphysical standpoint is, is teach the truth. What frees people? The truth shall set you free, right? That is the truth. The only thing that ever frees you is truth, which means that you are the creator. You are immortal. You're not this body. You're not the beliefs. You're not the pandemic. You're not COVID. You're not this body if you die because you can't die. There's only life. The truth shall set you free. The second was make disciples. That doesn't mean I need somebody that reveres me and that is like, I, you're the guru. I'm going to follow you. No, that's not what a disciple is. A disciple is a student, a learner, a follower, a seeker of truth. Seekers, we're all seekers, seekers of truth. Make disciples, help them teach, right? That's what we do. We, we help develop people so they can take out truth to the world. That's our mission. In society, our mission is to awaken a billion people and develop soul-based entrepreneurs, spiritual practitioners, spiritual coaches, new thought ministers, and doctors of divinity so they can be disciples. They can go out and teach. It said in King James, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I am so tired of people saying God is a he. I am so tired of people saying Jesus is the way. That is not what was said. What was said was, I am the way, which means I am the I am consciousness. I mean, I'm sorry, but I am so clear that Jesus, Jesus was a Jew before he was Christian. Okay. Jesus never wanted to make a religion. He was, he didn't want to make a religion and he did not want you to put him up on a pedestal. He wanted to be the example for you to know, to know you too will do things greater than I. So no, Jesus Christ cannot save me. The I am saves me. I am the only thing that can save me. The I am. No one's come to save you, sweetheart. 
No one's going to come on that white horse and save you. It's not going to happen. You are the one you've been waiting for. And when you are the love of your life, when you understand that you get to be the creator, it is so much responsible. And at the same time, it's the most freedom you'll ever have. And then you can actually have love because you realize you are the source of love. Jesus also said, touch the afflicted. So what does that mean? That means it is time to help people that, that need help. Okay? If you want to experience and prophesize your future, I'm going to teach you how. Get out your pen and paper. If you want to prophesize your future, because it's like looking at the stock market, okay? The whole stock market could crash. It could be up, it can down, whatever. But what are your stocks doing, right? Stop looking to the world, even though you're one with the world, but you need to start thinking about what it is that you decide and you get to prophesize the future. You get to be the one, the second coming. You get to be the Messiah. You get to be the prophetic prophet. Okay, you get to be the deity. You get to be that because that's who you are. If you want to see the future as the most powerful you, the powerful whatever you want to create in the planet, number one is teach truth. The best investment you will ever make in your entire life is investing yourself in your consciousness. No one can take that away. And in that gives you all the power, all the know-how, all the wisdom, everything you need to do to create anything and have anything. Teach truth. Second, make disciples. Get so good at being the most expert person that understands truth, understands universal law, understands how the subconscious works, understand how to heal your entire DNA, your past generations, your future generations. Be that person that understands truth so greatly that then you're able to make disciples. Students, learners, followers of truth, teach the seekers. And next is help the afflicted. It is not someone else's job to help the afflicted. We had a great gal in spiritual practitioner. Oh my gosh. And she was talking about how we walk, you know, by the homeless person with our $4 coffee. And, you know, it's like, well, it's not my problem. You know, the government will do that or someone should deal with that. They're, they're just like, aren't they like doing something with their life? You know what I mean? Help somebody. If it's one person, you can help one person. Help them. And as you do that, you will have so much energy. Someone asked me the other day, they said, Dr. Aaron, how do you, how do you, you seem like you have so much energy all the time. How do you have energy? I get energy from only one thing. It's not because I'm some workout fanatic, because I don't. I work out very inconsistently. Um, I eat somewhat healthy, but I usually have some junk at some point in time. My energy is straight from one thing, and it's from source. And how it is, how it is compounded and, and grows exponentially is through the service, through service and, and the work that I do. I'm so energized by helping people that need help because truly we have some incredible women that come in and men into our community. We also have some people that have some pretty good mental stuff going on, not going to lie. They need some help, okay? And that's why we're here. So you got to make peace. You got to make peace with your enemies. You recognize that 90% of all illness comes from stress. And what is stress from? Stress is from mental 
it's from you've got to have emotional intelligence. You've got to understand that the moment that you create meaning around anything, you're judging it. And that is casting you into the darkness. The moment you put any meaning that is negative and judging anything, you instantaneously are taking and hurting yourself, okay? So let's talk about this doomsday. Jeremiah 11, 11. Therefore, thus says the Lord, behold, I am bringing disaster upon them that they cannot escape. They, though they cry to me, I will not listen to them. Okay, I'm going to read that again. Jeremiah 11, 11. Therefore, thus says the Lord, behold, I am bringing disaster upon them that they cannot escape. Though they cry to me, I will not listen to them. What does this mean? First of all, from a metaphysical standpoint, Lord means law. Okay, obey thy law because we put we created the law and we created it for a reason to bring order. Okay, so if you need to obey the law, if you don't obey the law, meaning that if you bring chaos and discord, you will, you know, you'll be missing the mark and you will have the cause and effect of whatever you created. So therefore, fear the law. The law. And it says, I bring disaster upon them. They cannot escape. This is the deal. 2020 was a great awakening, and we're just beginning, you guys. The truth is that it's going to get more intense. This is prophecy. It will become more heaven, and it will become more hell. I'm going to say that again. It will become more heaven, and it will become more hell. On this planet, it is prophecy that one-third of the people will die. Not necessarily this year, over many, many years, okay? One-third will go insane, and one-third will become holy. You've got to choose. Right now, there is a real fine line straight down the middle of the sand. And you've got to decide if you're going to put your, your power out to the world and live in fear and basically be in a place where you will not be able to escape. Or you place your power within and you build that relationship with the true self, with God, with divine, with that consciousness, the pure consciousness. And you will be given all the answers. You will be given the code to escape anything and create everything. So I'm not saying that it's in the world. I'm not saying it's doomsday. But what I'm saying is that, yes, this is all divinely appointed. Every last drop of it, okay? Really and truly has to be. Genesis 1, 1, 4 that we are closing in and that we are getting closer to the coming of Jesus Christ, okay? Coming to the, this is what is it, the coming of, the, of Jesus Christ, okay? So Genesis again, and God said, let there be light in the firmament of heaven to divide the day from night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. So what does this mean? This means that everything out here Everything out in the world, everything, this great conjunction, everything right here is a landmark. These are signs for you to measure the use of your consciousness. And so my invitation today, as we look at what represents a you know, similar, similar energy to, to that of the great conjunction, that of the Christ birth, that star out there, the biblical star of Bethlehem, even though it's not that, it is representing a very similar energy. And you get to decide 
Who do you want to be reborn as? Are you going to come from that pure consciousness that can heal, that can reveal, that can be the Messiah, that can be the prophet, that can be anything and everything and teach and show the way? Or are you going to dim your light and succumb to the world and live in hell? The choice is yours. That is prophecy. What I know for sure and the biggest revelation that I've had is suffering is grace. Suffering is grace. One of the things I'm most grateful for is our community, society, New Thought Global. I am so thankful. And the one thing that brought us all together is suffering. Without the suffering, we would have dived deep into spirituality. Without the suffering, we would have never surrendered in the dark moment. Without the suffering, we would have never known that there's light. Without the suffering, we would have never reached and sought for truth. And so I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for the lockdown. I'm so thankful for, for even COVID as it is taking lives and, and bringing souls to a new place that they desire to be. I'm so thankful for feeling like I've been in isolation to reflect and to also know how valuable the things are that I was taking for granted. I'm so thankful for all the suffering in this lifetime and past lifetimes and being burned at the stake as a witch and being through all every, you know, Holocaust, everything. I recognize we're all past lives. We've been all past lives. You are, you've gone through all of it. You've gone through the floods. You've gone through famine. You've, you've, you've died in this form, that form, this form, that form. You've done all of it. But what I know is that the life force that you truly are cannot die. It has survived everything. And so I know any and every person that is transitioning during this time dying from the virus, dying from depression, dying from suicide, dying from all kinds of things that I know that they are held in the divine mind. They're held in my heart. And I know that at some level, spiritually, they chose to go somewhere else, to transition. And that energy will, cannot die. Energy cannot be destroyed. It's impossible. There is only life. That does not mean that we don't take action and learn and grow scientifically and religiously and philosophically and having conscious businesses. But what I know for sure is this, that you get to decide your future. No psychic, no astrologer, no one can tell you what your future is. We are one and we're in this together. And it is with great honor to do the work to help people awaken and realize that they are at their cause. They're the cause of their life, that they get to heal their trauma. They get to take back their power. And so I'm just so thankful. I am so thankful. I am so thankful. I am so thankful as we go into a new breath a new day, a new moment, knowing that today is the best day of our lives. Today is the day that we get to set ourselves free from any and all circumstances, from any prophetic 
narrative, we get to self ourselves free. May you understand that suffering is grace and that you are the second coming of Christ consciousness, the Buddhist consciousness, the Christ consciousness, all the consciousness that lives and breathes in every animal, everything, all the planets, all the above. May you focus on what you are creating. May you focus on what it is that you desire to be the embodiment of. May you use your energy for the highest good. May you become the most awakened, evolved, conscious, powerful spiritual being so that you can help others awaken to the truth of who they are. I am so grateful. As together we say, and so it is. Okay, you guys, what a year. I am just so incredibly excited for 2021. I am so committed to creating a community that is based in truth, that helps connect people globally. I am so committed to this work. I am so grateful. I am so grateful. I am so grateful. Let's connect on social media. Let's connect um, for the new year. We have all kinds of new groups we're doing on Facebook. And what we're going to end up doing is we're going to do them by topics and by location. So some will have a lot of people in it, and some may only have a few people in it because there's certain locations around the world where there won't be a lot of people, and there's certain locations where there's tons of people. And what we're going to do is we, I, we have the Soul Society app, and we're going to actually connect all the groups in through the app. And then when you're in a group, you can look at recommended groups, and it'll say all the other groups. So we'll have things from recovery to um, spiritual entrepreneurship to relationship recovery to all kinds of topics and then we'll that have support calls and all kinds of stuff and then we'll also have locations like New York and UK and Los Angeles and all over so that you can find your soul sisters and soul family soul brothers as well so please share like find us tell your friend it is important really important right now as we go into this great conjunction for you to decide who are you being reborn as? And if you choose the light, you choose the love, and you choose to collaborate, you choose community, please consider us. We're an amazing community, okay? Have a beautiful day, and may you live your truth. Thank you for tuning in to Soul Society and Dr. Aaron Podcast. If you've had a calling to be a spiritual leader or coach, you can go to soulsociety.com and check out our free training. If you've received value here, I would love it if you take a moment and give a five-star review. In exchange, I have a ton of free gifts for you. Grab your free awakening book, 40 guided meditations, and digital manifesting masterclass. I also have a free money meditation and worksheet for you so you can begin to break through your scarcity mindset and claim your birthright of prosperity. You can get all of your gifts and learn about our upcoming transformational events in my bio link in both Instagram and Facebook. That's under drerin.tv, which is D-R-E-R-I-N.tv. Also, I'd love to invite you into our free private community on Facebook under groups called Soul Society. That is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Soul Society. That's S-O-U-L-C-I-E-T-E. Have a divine day and may you live your truth.